Hi, this is Dr. Kathleen Nash, and welcome to 10 Minutes of Total Transformation. In these podcasts, I try to give you real information, the real deal in bite-sized chunks that you can start using today to make a total transformation of your own. So let's hit it. From Digital Insight Recording Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a stone's throw away from the world-famous Strip, this is Transformation Radio, the podcast that explores weight loss, health, and everything Korean. Here is your host, chiropractic physician, Dr. Kathleen Nash. In this episode, episode 28, I'm going to be talking to you about an advanced dieting technique that you can start putting into place today. It's called intermittent fasting. So let's go ahead and get started on what intermittent fasting is and what kind of benefits you can get for a weight loss program. So intermittent fasting uh, is basically an eating pattern where you cycle between periods of eating and periods of fasting, right? And the cool thing about it is that there's a lot of studies out there that are showing that it can have really powerful benefits, not just for your body, but for your brain as well. So I'm going to get in a little bit to some of the benefits, and then I'll go into a couple different methods that you can do if you want to do intermittent fasting, or IF for short. So one of the biggest one that I think is important is that it changes the function of your cells, your genes, and your hormones. So I don't know if you know, but if you don't eat for a while, several things start to happen in your body as a result of that. So for example, your body can initiate important cellular repair processes, it'll change hormone levels, and these changes in hormone levels will help make stored body fat more accessible, which is something we all want, especially for struggling to lose weight. So one of the hormones is going to be insulin. So insulin levels, your blood, your blood levels of insulin will drop significantly when you employ a method like intermittent fasting, and that increases or facilitates fat burning. You also have blood levels of growth hormone, human growth hormone, that can also increase as much as five-fold. Now, human growth hormone is the hormone that we have mainly during puberty. It helps our bodies grow while we're eating enormous amounts of food, and it tends to start going away right around our late teens, early 20s. But by increasing it when you're on a dieting program, it will help your body burn fat but protect the muscle. So higher levels of the hormone will facilitate fat burning and muscle gain, and it has numerous other benefits that we just don't have time to get into here. Um, the body will also induce important cellular repair processes, such as removing waste material from the cells. And then there are beneficial changes in several of the genes and the molecules that are related to longevity and protection against disease, right? So that's one benefit. Another one, intermittent fasting can help you lose weight and belly fat. So many of those who try intermittent fasting are usually doing it to lose weight. That's, that's the main reason we'll do it. So unless you compensate by eating much more during the times that you're not fasting, you will end up taking in fewer calories. Additionally, intermittent fasting enhances hormone function to facilitate weight loss. Lower insulin levels, higher growth hormone levels, and increased amounts of a drug or of a hormone called norepinephrine or noradrenaline. So those all increase breakdown of body fat and help your body facilitate it and use it for energy. So for this reason, short-term fasting actually increases your metabolic rate anywhere from about three and a half up to 14%, y'all, helping you burn even more calories. So in other words, intermittent fasting works on both sides of the calorie equation, right? Calories in, calories out. It boosts your metabolic rate, which is going to increase calories out, and it reduces the amount of food that you eat, reducing your calories in. Another benefit of IF is that it can reduce insulin resistance, which is going to lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. 
So the main feature of type 2 diabetes is that it has high blood sugar levels in the contents of insulin resistance, meaning that the longer your body is exposed to amounts of insulin, it will require more and more insulin being secreted to achieve the same effect. In effect, your body becomes insulin resistant. So anything that can reduce insulin resistance should help lower blood sugar levels and protect against type 2 diabetes. Intermittent fasting has had studies done that it has shown to have major benefits for insulin resistance and can lead into a significant reduction in the blood sugar levels. So what this means, or implies anyway, is that intermittent fasting may be highly protective for people who are at risk of developing type 2 diabetes. However, and this is important to note since most of my clients are female, there may be some differences between the genders. Um, there have been a couple studies that have gone out there that have shown that blood sugar control actually worsened after a 22-day-long intermittent fasting protocol for females. So you got to be really careful out there. Um, another benefit is that intermittent fasting can reduce oxidative st stress and inflammation in the body. So we've discussed how inflammation is... Um, one of the five metabolic factors. It's very important. The more fat cells that your body has, the more inflammation it secretes, the more inflammation you have, particularly in the digestive area. And so by doing these types of diet protocols, you can actually reduce that oxidative and inflammatory reaction. And the last benefit that I want to talk about is that intermittent fasting may help prevent cancer. So cancer is basically characterized by an uncontrolled growth of cells that they're just going haywire, right? So fasting has been shown to have several beneficial effects on metabolism that may lead to a reduced risk of cancer. Although human studies are needed, we are getting evidence from animal studies that indicate that intermittent fasting may help prevent certain kinds of cancer. There is also some evidence on human cancer patients showing that fasted protocols reduce various side effects of chemotherapy as well. So now that we've talked about the benefits, what methods of intermittent fasting could you do if it was something that you wanted to try? So here are some different ways that you could use an intermittent fasting protocol to boost your weight loss and your health-related goals. So the first one I'm going to talk about um, is really best for people who are dedicated gym goers who want to lose body fat and build muscle, which is usually very difficult in the body. If you're in, in a calorie deficit, it's hard to gain muscle. So if you're not going to the gym or you're not working out on a regular basis, this method might not be the one for you. But basically what you would want to do, if you're female, you would want to fast for 14 hours. And if you're a man, you would want to fast for 16 hours each day. And then the remaining 8 to 10 hours, you would feed the body. During the fasting period, you don't consume any calories, although black coffee, calorie-free sweeteners, diet soda, which I don't recommend, sugar-free gum, which I don't recommend, are permitted. Um, usually we can see that a splash of milk in your coffee won't hurt that much either. Um, most people who try this method will find it easiest to fast through the night and then into the morning, and they'll break the fast roughly six hours after they wake up. The schedule is adaptable to any person's lifestyle, but maintaining a consistent feeding window time is important. So if you decide that you're going to eat, and you're a woman, you're going to eat from, say, 12 to 8 p.m., every day you want to eat between 12 to 8 p.m. You don't want to switch it and one day do, you know, from 9 to 5 p.m. Keep it consistent on a daily basis. Otherwise, the hormones in your body can get thrown out of whack and make sticking to the program even harder. Also, what and when you eat during the feeding window also depends on when you work out. So on days that you exercise, you would eat more carbohydrate than, say, healthy, healthy fats. 
But on the rest days, it's the healthy fats that should be higher and the carbohydrate would be lower. Protein consumption would be fairly high every day, though it would be based on certain goals, whether that's your age or your gender, how hard you work out, activity levels. But regardless of your specific program, whole unprocessed foods should make up the majority of your calorie intake. However, when there isn't time for a meal, you could do something like a protein shake or a meal replacement bar, but do it in moderation. The more real whole food you feed the body, the better it's going to respond in the shorter amount of time. The other method is more for disciplined dieters who have a specific goal weight, but maybe they're not so crazy about going to the gym. So this one's pretty easy. Um, eat very little one day and then eat like normal the next. And you're just going to rotate that one day high, one day low. On the low calorie days, that means you would eat one fifth of your normal calorie intake. So since most of my clients are female, average calorie intake for a woman is 2000 calories. So that means you would go down on the down days to somewhere between four to 500 calories. And then you would go back up to 2000 calories on the high days. And so you could use this kind of a tool to figure out how many calories to consume on the low calorie days. To make the down days even easier to stick to, you could also do meal replacement shakes because they're fortified with essential nutrients. They can be sipped throughout the day rather than split into small meals. However, meal replacement shakes and protein shakes of that nature should only be used during the first two weeks of the diet while you're getting used to the routine. After that, you should start eating real food on those down days as well because it increases your metabolic rate. On the next day, remember, you would eat like normal, and then you just switch back and forth, back and forth. Also, if working out is part of your routine, you may find it harder to hit the gym on the lower calorie days, so it might be smart to keep any of your workouts on those days to something fairly tame and save the big heavy sessions for the normal calorie days. So the cool things about this method is that it's all about weight loss. So if that's your main goal, it's one to take a close look at. On average, those who cut their calories by 20 to 35% will see a loss of about two and a half pounds per week. But while the method is easy to follow, the downside is it can be easy to binge on the normal day. So if you have a habit of binge eating or secret eating, this method might not be for you. So the best way to stay on track is planning your meals ahead of time as often as possible so that you're not caught like at a drive-through or you know you got your apron and your, and your bib on at the all-you-can-eat buffet. Of course, fasting, important note, regardless of the method, is not for everyone. So if you have any medical conditions, special dietary requirements, or chronic diseases, it is very smart to consult your doctor before giving intermittent fasting a shot. Anyone who tries it should also plan to be highly aware while you're fasting. If it's not agreeing with you or if you need to eat a little something to hold you over and avoid an even bigger problem, that's fine. Because it takes your body's time to adjust, some may require more time than others. And for the ladies out there, please, please, please keep in mind that hormones can make it harder for women to follow a fasting plan versus a man. So again, one more thing that puts us on the slow side of weight loss. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode. If you're enjoying this podcast and you've not left a rating or review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, please take a moment to do so and let me know how much you love the show. I would truly appreciate it. You can also drop me a message at info at drnash.com. And be sure to check out my social media links on my website, drnash.com. There you're going to find more valuable information on my YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram pages. So that's all I have this week on Transformation Radio. 
Until next time, remember a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Take that one step today towards total transformation. I'm Dr. Kathleen Nash. You've been listening to Transformation Radio with chiropractic physician, Dr. Kathleen Nash. To begin your total transformation, visit drnash.com.